Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, welcome everybody to the KIRP Radio Show. A little bit different intro today, man. It's uh tired. It's been crazy out here, man. It's been a lot of rhetoric 
I've been uh, dodging rhetoric like I'm a fat man in the rain and I still can't get away. Anyway, welcome to the KRP Radio Show. Today is the 3rd of March, 2013, and welcome everybody, all my regular listeners out there, everybody that always listens to the KRP Radio Show, people that uh, listen by computer, that listen by phone. A lot of different ways that people listen. I know I might sound like I'm out of breath, man. I was running to get back to the mic. That's what happened to the volume. But anyway, shout out to everybody out there who always listens, man. Shout out to everybody out there who supports the show. And a B.I.G. shout out to people out there who hate the show. I love you. You guys are the best. I love what you do. I love what you say. I love the emails you send. I love when you're talking about how ridiculous i am and the thoughts that i have and how insensitive i am that's that's when i hear uh most often how insensitive i am to uh regular things and regular people man i'm a regular person i i don't know what you guys see i, I see the things on the blog i don't know what some of my listeners see or uh some of my haters I, and i hate to use the word haters you know because it's it's very that that word is overused. It's overstated. People are always talking about the haters, and they got haters here, and people hating on me, and hating on my swag, and they hating on. The, I'm, I'm sick of the word haters, but sometimes it is what it is. I'm sick of that phrase too, but I use it a lot. Anyway, it, it, there's a lot of people out here here who hate things, and and it seems like conservatism is uh, one of the things that people hate most often, and if I haven't said it once, I know I've said it a million times, but it is what it is, man. There's not a blanket for conservatism. Like, you know, we conservatism is self-defined. I define conservatism just like the next conservative defines themselves and so on and so on and so forth. And it is what it is. Like, you don't have to like it. This is what you get. The KIRP radio show is my views. It's the way that I feel. It's my research. It's the conclusions that I have collectively in addition to a collection of thoughts that people call in and they share with us and, and you know, supporters and non-supporters and this, that, and the third. This is everyday, regular life radio in, in its simplest form, in its rawest form. It's not driven by any kind of agenda it's not paid for and submitted by all these huge corporations that drive the message. We just don't do that. It is what it is, whether you like it or not. This is the KRP Radio Show. This is how I kick it. This is what I do. And I really don't care for people who don't like the show. Okay, I, I care for you. Let me let me stop tripping. I, I care for you, but I don't care to change my show as one listener said I should do or or uh, uh, a person who was who wanted to be interactive with me, or, or I guess the person who wanted their show on, uh, or who desired to have their show on WM3G, you know, they said that I should change some things about my show. Well, this is to you, lady, and everybody else out there. I'm not changing anything about my show. If you don't like it, kick rocks in the parking lot until there are no more rocks left. Anyway. Shout out to everybody out there who've been supporting the show, man. You guys make us B.I.G. You continue to make us the number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States. And damn it, once again, I did say black. That word is not taboo. It is what it is. I am a black man living in America. So whether you like it or not, it is what it is. The number one black conservative show, talk radio show, Southeastern United States Online. We're doing something like 9 million listeners out there. We are very close. 
I think we are somewhere around 150, maybe 250,000 listeners away from being 9 million. And I'm sure we'll get that this week. So shout out to everybody out there who helped make that possible. We're definitely trying to do big things. And uh, you know, it is what it is, man. We got to, I try my best, right? And you know, I don't, let, let me correct myself. I don't try to make conservatism cool. It's just, it comes along with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I try to be cool a little bit. I'm kidding. But look, we, we got to be ourselves in what we believe. Like, you know, some people think just because you're a conservative, you got to walk around hating this and that, and you hate the establishment, and you hate Democrats, you hate Republicans, you hate everybody, and you just cut all the entitlements away and do this. Thing. Listen, when conservatives are not like that. We are the most everyday people that you guys have ever seen in your life. You know, we are just like you and everybody else out there. Sorry for the technical technical difficulties out there for people. We had a little got a little sound issue, but anyway, we are we are the most everyday. Um, um, just it, it, we are conservative, just like you are conservative in some of your views. And and I think the problem with that is that a lot of folks don't tie into politically speaking, they don't tie into what they believe in their households. So it, it leaves you wondering, uh, what am I? Or or am I this? Or am I that? But if you really look at the platform of things and the definitions of things, you realize that majority of the people out here are conservative. The majority of the people out here are middle of the road. So it is what it is, man. I, I just wanted to get that off my chest because, you know, I, I get a lot of email from people, you know, asking why am I conservative? I'm a conservative because I define that. Because I believe in saving my money and not blowing my money, taking care of my responsibilities, not asking for things when I don't need it, not taking advantage of people uh, uh, just because they're offering. You know, I believe in fiscal responsibility. I believe in, in, in Christ's values and morals uh, uh, within, within, your li- within your lifestyle, within your household. I believe in those things, and those things are conservative principles, and th- these are the principles that most of us live by. So if you self-define yourself as a conservative, cool. If you don't define yourself as conservative, that's cool, too. But I'm just letting you guys know how I define myself. And that doesn't go for any other conservative out there. I'm just telling you guys how I feel, what I believe in, and how I live my life. All right? End all, be all. We'll let that go. Anyway, anyway, tonight's show is a little bit different. Um, I'm going to take a lot of callers, okay? I'm going to take callers out the yin-yang. You guys call up. I will try my best to get you. The number is 619-638-8559. I've got to know because this thing has been killing me inside. Like I, I don't have the answers, folks. Gun violence, gun control, second amendment, freedom of freedom of to bear arms. We I, I gotta know how you guys feel about these things, man, because there's a lot of different things that people say. There are a lot of different things that the media perpetuates. There are a lot of people who feel this way and that way about this part of gun control and that way about that part of gun control. And and personally I think that we're faced with with uh, quite a challenge. I mean, you, you got to look at it for, for which it stands. All right, the truth be told, America, we we got some really some extremely serious problems. I mean, number one, we don't know how to define criminals. You look at the legal system and the process; it, it sucks today. And, and truth be told, it always has. You know, the, the legal system don't clearly know how to define criminals. Therefore, you can't look toward that system to define what we should do with gun control or as the answer to what we should do with gun control and, and, and moving forward with gun control. Okay. Uh, number two is we don't have a, t- a solution to gun violence in America currently. 
you know, we have a lot of people talking about assault rifles, and you have a lot of people talking about uh, uh, military-grade issues, and we have people talking about magazines, and, you know, it's it's crazy if you look at the stats and you look at some of these governors out here and the things that they're talking about, and they live in the worst uh, 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 crime-filled areas with the most extensive gun controls uh, 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 laws in the nation. So we don't clearly know or we don't clearly have a solution to gun violence in America. Meanwhile, our children are dying out here. You know, we have a lot of kids that are dying out here. A lot of different things are happening. People aren't paying attention to things that happen outside of their community in large part unless it hits the Twitter or it hits the Facebook or hits the mainstream media. Outside of that, we don't really know what's going on in different areas. But once you start to research these things and you start to find out what's really going on, it's horrible. I mean, it's absolutely horrible. People are literally killing each other out there. They're literally shooting each other down, and I feel like we got to do something about that. I feel like the people need to speak about some of these things because anytime you get the politicians talking about this stuff, it's always them with their solution and not ours. You know, we need to talk about the solution seriously that doesn't include taking guns away from American people, law-abiding citizens, we got to get past that. So, you know, I, I got a couple ideas. I got, I got, I feel a certain way about a couple things. But this is more so about the people out there. To so you folks who are just logged in, I, I guess we got a lot of people in the call queue, and I'm definitely gonna try to get all you guys in tonight. The number six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. Hit number one if you got a comment. We'll try our best to get get you guys on. Don't get frustrated. You know we're gonna do our best because we are gonna take we are gonna take a lot of calls tonight. If you guys are listening via Facebook, you know what time it is. It's Facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. To all my Twitter fans out there, shout out to my Twitter listeners out there, at symbol NC Pudgy. It's me, at symbol K-I-R-P radio show. We got to go to one commercial, folks, and after the commercial, after, now, I, I just, you guys got to know what time it is if, you, if you're new to the show. You know, <laughs> after the commercial, we're going to bring on Charlotte with the Stretching Your Budget report. She's going to come on for a few minutes and tell you guys, you know, how to save a little bit of money, how to live a, more, a little more frugal. You know, she's all about saving dollars, man. And this lady, what she does, she does it for all of you. She doesn't make any money off this. She actually takes her time and prepares these things for you so you guys can save a little bit more money and live a little bit more frugal. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, baby, the number one black. Yeah, I said it. B-L-A-C-K, conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States, with almost 9 million listeners. We'll be right back after this one commercial.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the KRP Radio Show, baby. The number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States. We definitely do a B.I.G. And shout out to all my listeners out there, man. You guys are B.I.G. in my book. Got to give a special shout out to Adidas. Derek Rose, man, we need you back, baby. Got to get you back on the court. Even though, you know, I'm a, I'm a Carolina guy, man. I'm a, I like Indiana Pacers, you know. That's my squad. But, you know, Carolina, true, and keep it at the heart. So, anyway, shout out to all you guys out there. Going to bring to the show right now Charlotte Holder with the Stretching Your Budget Report. Charlotte, what's up? What's up? I'm feeling good right now, man. I hope you are. I'm doing well. You're always yeah. doing well. I, you, know, you, you you might be the most positive person that I've ever met in my life. There's, like, you, you're never sick. You never have a cold. Sometimes I ask people, I'm like, how you doing? And then they always say, you know, I'm doing all right or... Well, I'm feeling kind of down. You're always like, I'm, I'm doing well, doing excellent, all bubbly and stuff. <laughs> well, I'm doing well when I'm on here. How about that? <laughs> all right, that's cool. Hey, I, I'll accept that because always. When my kids me, were running around screaming today, I might have not had the same answer. But. You know, we 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 share that. <laughs> we, we share that. You know, when you jump in mommy mode and we jump in daddy mode, we get it popping real quick. I mean, literally sometimes yeah. I get the popping around here. But anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> um. Hey, listen, I just want to ask you real quick. Last week we talked about, you know, how folks could find alternative jobs, you know, how people could could uh, work online and, and this, that, and the other. And we got a big response from that, man. So shout out to you. I, d- I just wanted to know if there's anything that you needed to add to that or did you pretty much uh, close that chapter and are we moving on this week? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much closed that chapter. I mean, there's so many things, but that would be a lot of plug-ins and stuff if I mentioned. But, you know, it's just, you know, there's there's a lot of things. It just I would just caution you to do your research first. If you're having to invest money, more than likely it's not the best option for you. Most online stuff should be uh, free for you to do. So right. um, just be aware of investing money into something. You shouldn't have to be doing that. So it's just my biggest tip. <laughs> Well, that's cool. You know, we don't like the name drop. We don't like the sound drop. So, you know, people got to pay bills on this side. So, you guys, if you want commercials and you want Charlotte to say your name on here, you got to kick out the duckies. Anyway, Charlotte, what you got for us this week? Well, I don't really have a lot planned. I actually thought about having Ben come on because he's um, really into the topic you're talking about tonight. <laughs> wow. All right. That's cool. Hey, you know what? Let's jump into it. Um, welcome to the show, Ben Holder, former soldier. Uh, uh, <laughs> the the man who has to deal with all Charlotte's coupons and everything else she has going on. So shout out to Ben on there. Welcome to the show, my brother. Yeah, he's really been. Uh, he he's like, I I think I need to talk about this. You want me to have him come on for a few minutes? Yeah, please bring him on the show right now. Let's get it going. All right, let me get in really quick. Uh oh. Hello, Ben. What's up? How are you? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to spend the evening at the house watching Curious George with kids. See, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna comment on that. I'm just gonna say, big up to being a good father, and I, I appreciate you watching Curious George with the kid. Curious George. <laughs> Curious George, though, man. What? <laughs> uh, not, it's not too bad, man. You know, we got to keep it. PG or G around here, I mean. No doubt. No doubt. Got to keep so. it PG and G, man. Well, well, listen, let me ask you this, man. How, how do you feel about the topic um, of gun violence and the things that we're facing right now across the nation? Um, 
you know, this is one of those hot topics, Charlotte. Just she was telling me that you were on the air and you were talking about gun violence and that kind of stuff. It's one of those topics that's real, real controversial. Um, no matter which which way you sway, to the right or to the left, um, everybody's got their own opinion about it. Yeah. it. That's the sad part about it, but it's a, the great part about our country. Um, I, I grew up in a, a real, real, I guess I shouldn't say a strong southern family of, you know, going hunting and all that kind of stuff, but because, you know, we lived all over the world being my father was in the military, but at the same time, you know, we were raised with, Southern traditions, and my belief is that the gun violence is—it's always going to be there. You look back through history. Um, I know you, you yourself. You know me and you like to talk history. I know a couple times we've got to meet up and talk. We're both history buffs, and it's going to happen either way. It's just how you control about keeping the guns out of people's hands that don't need them. Wow. Well. You know what, man? I, I I look at the overall aspect of what's going on. First of all, um, you know, big up to President Obama, you know, because he's doing something great that, you know, most people wouldn't dream of. And he's actually helping restore some jobs in this country. And he's he's helping us sell guns. You know, I, I don't I don't know. If you guys, I don't I don't. I, hey, man, I got to call it what it is. When it's time to give the man props, I got to give the man props. So, you know, shout out to our president, man. He's He's done a great thing. He's helping. He's helping sell guns and solidifying the future of America and people. Can we get a president and a round of applause? It's never happened. Right. It's, it's never happened. That's never happened on a KRP radio show. He's never got a round of applause on here. So I, I got to give him love and credit where credit is due. I'm not always going to criticize the man, so it is what it is. But, yeah, okay, yeah. seriously, though, man. And, and I do, I do, uh, I applaud you for doing that, but also at the same time, you also got to think how many jobs does he got across the country? Ooh. How many states are following behind them? You look at there's a company in Colorado called Magpul. Okay, mm-hmm. they they manufacture parts for AR-15s. Mm-hmm. Okay, which everybody calls them assault rifles. That's not really what they are. Okay, well, uh, they actually started AR-15? from Arvlite. Okay, and you know that was a manufacturer of uh, so-called assault rifles, and they were called Armalite. Right. You know, Magpul's in Colorado now. Colorado is trying to ban. All these assault rifles, along with the federal government and that kind of stuff. Well, Magpul actually manufactures, you know, stocks, gas tubes, all this other kind of stuff that you can purchase on an open market. Right. They've got a huge warehouse. How many jobs they're going to be losing? You look at companies like Bushmaster. They're mm-hmm. going to be, you know, pulled under. All these people are going to be without a job. So at the same time, you give them a round of applause, and I appreciate that because, you know, that's probably the first round of applause I would actually ever give him myself also because, you know, <laughs> I wish I had stock in some of these gun companies and ammunition companies. Here's been, uh, man, I'm, I'm really, to be honest, all right, on a serious note, because I'm I'm trying to hold back a lot of things for, you know, because I, I got so much I need to say later. But, you know, <laughs> seriously, I mean, I got a couple clips I want to play. A couple people are going to drop by. So there's a lot that I need to say later. But just talking about it now, you mentioned the kids earlier, right? And and I look at, yeah. I think about my kids and, and your kids, and we, we have young kids. Your, your kids are younger than mine. And I look at the future of the nation according to the things that our politicians are saying, our president included. And this is not a bashing President Obama thing because, you know, this this issue that we face right now is so much bigger 
than a President Obama. It's so much bigger than a President anyone. We're talking about the fate of our nation and the future of our nation and the things that our children, including us, but the things that our children will endure for the remainder of their lives. So I I look at this thing, and they talk about guns, and the only thing that I hear or the familiar voice that I hear out of D.C. is that ban, that word ban, and that ban scares the heck out of me, brother. It scares the hell out of me. Let me tell the truth about it. And, and and I look at the word ban, and I, and I think about the rights that we have. You know, you, you look at the Constitution. We talk about the Second Amendment, and and it scares me because if they can simply say that they want to ban something based on a theory or based on statistics, and ignore the statistics the statistics on the other side of the argument, we're doomed, Ben. It, it's oh like, yes. They yeah. make their own argument, use their own stats, and then do what they want to do and not even listen to the American public, the republic, excuse me. So where do we go, Ben, in, in, in terms of facing the government when they talk about banning guns? Where do we go and how do we truly oppose those ideas? How do we get them to hear us? Um, Man, that's a good one, you know, and I... I try to keep up with as much as I can in politics. I know you, you know, you spend <laughs> a lot more time than I do, you know, with it. But I mean, I try to keep up with it. And it, you know, the biggest way I could think of is, you know, pulling for the NRA. Um, you know, I was reading an article the other day, and I think it was in Field and Stream, or you know, one of those hunt magazines that she's got me. Uh, Charlotte has gotten me, and sure. she was talking about how NRA is one of the biggest lobbyist groups in America. Mm-hmm. And then how it was built from our World War II and our Vietnam veterans were pretty much the generation that built the NRA to what it is today and to where it's going to go in the future with, you know, all of our guys coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and how the new leadership of the NRA needs to step up to the plate and, you know, do a little bit more to protect those rights. But, you know, we're in such a controversial stage right now, it's hard for them to really do it. Because, I mean, really, because of the way the left and the right is pulling, and you have so much of this younger generation that say, "Oh yeah, let's just agree with the ban because it's a Sumi society," mm-hmm. you, you know, and that's what scares me, honestly. Um, you know, just like you're saying with the word "ban," I mean, that scares me. You know, also, and then the whole Sumi society that our generation has gotten. You know, well, not necessarily mine and yours, but the younger generation below us has just gotten to the point where if they don't like it, you know, they're Get rid of with the tweetings and that kind of stuff, you know, they sort of are able to show it through social media outlets and then whatever, you know, is trending social media is whatever, you know, POTUS and the other people that are sitting on the hill go, oh, well, this is what my constituents want. Yeah. But that's not really, you know, what everybody is feeling. Um, you know, and that that really scares me. But it, there again, if you look at history, you know, it scares me. But if you look back at history during the Vietnam War, all the protests and everything, mm-hmm. well, and and don't hold me, you know, 100% correct on this, but I know if you've seen the movie Born on Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. you you remember in that that there was a scene where, you know, they were fighting. Um, they were having a protest and they were burning an American flag. Well, yeah. I'm not 100% on it, but I think during the Vietnam War, there was a lot of those protests going on, and that was a whole battle on the First Amendment. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, yes, sir. And 
it, now it's happening with the second, you know, part of the Constitution and our Second Amendment saying, okay, well, you know, we don't have rights and this and that. So I, I don't know, you know, I'm really swayed on exactly how we go about voicing our outlet other than pretty much going to our, you know, our congressman or woman and, you know, writing a letter or getting on the social media, you know, trying and following them on Twitter and just dropping them line after line after line and definitely stand behind the NRA. Well, you know what, man? I, I personally think that, you know, not to my own horn because there are a lot of folks out there who have uh, radio shows and blogs and, and et cetera. But, you know, I think things like this is the first step um, for a lot of regular folks because a lot of regular folks, and I say regular folks, I'm talking about, <laughs> about people who are, you know, everyday working people who don't have time to, in, in their eyes, don't have time to go out and protest or don't have time to write letters or don't have time to call the senators or don't have time to call the governors or what may have you. You know, I, I think this is the first step for regular folks because things like this and shows like this, I know, spark a fuse in people. It gets people yeah. wanting to be more involved, and it starts with the conversation. So, you know, I always, you know, I always, you listen to the show, Ben. I always tell, I always challenge people, you know, to open your mouths, man, and say hello to people, and you never know how far that hello will take you. Oh yeah, I mean, it's yeah, and I've heard you, you know, talk about that before, and I'm, you know, I was born and raised that way. I, yes, I'm sir. one of those people, you know, you got to be. I mean, you never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to run into that might even have some kind of a pull. Um, Absolutely. You know, and, and I definitely agree with you. That's the first venture that, you know, I challenge everybody that listens and everybody that follows you, you know, take a step out of your way, say hello to somebody because you never know who that person might be secretary to somebody. I mean, I, Richard Burr has an office in a house here in Winston. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he might run into a secretary for all you know, just saying hello to her and voicing your opinion about something if they start conversating. That's a great way, you know, and, and then definitely I agree with you, you know, the shows, um, you know, that puts into people's mind to start thinking. Definitely. You know, well, what else is going on that I don't know about, and how come I've never heard that to you before? Man, I think I, it means a lot, you know. We, we can we can definitely carry on some conversation, but we can't if we continue to keep our mouths closed. You know, we can if we don't talk about these issues, you know, no matter how difficult they are. And uh, we can if we're scared to share and voice our opinions, man. People are so afraid to talk about what they believe and how they believe. I believe in Jesus Christ, and I don't care who don't like it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's shout exactly right. I mean, th that's the sad part about it. Well, shout out to you, brother. I'm going to get some more calls on here. Shout out to Charlotte. I definitely appreciate what you guys do in tandem and uh, blessings to you and your family. But before you go, you got to give a shout out because you know we just we give shout outs over here. <laughs> well, I guess I definitely have to give a shout out to my wife. Um, you know, she she definitely definitely uh, does. She pulls more weight around here than I could ever think about doing, uh, especially with you know the whole coupon and saving us money because I know I work for myself and yes, sir. Uh, you know. Putting food on the table sometimes, I stress about it and I worry and I sit in there late at night and I figure out, you know, what I've got to get done the next week. Uh, you no know, me and the guys that work for me and it, she definitely comes in in a pinch and she says, you know, don't worry, we're going to make it. And wow. I definitely got to give her a shout out for that. Shout out to Charlotte, B.I.G. in my book, folks. Ben, thanks for calling. And uh, for you folks who don't know, 
Charlotte Holder, stretchingyourbudget.com. Check her out, man. Make sure you guys log on to the website. It's stretchingyourbudget.com. Definitely a B.I.G. shout out to Charlotte, and we definitely appreciate the things that she's done to contribute to this show. Going to take another caller out of the 252, baby. Last three digits, 150, and we are not screening calls tonight. You are on the air with Pudgy. Hello. Hey. 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 Hey, it's John X. How you doing? Hey, John. How are you, my brother? Good, man. I didn't know if I was getting the pipeline or not. No, man, you are in the house with me, my brother, and I appreciate it. John, for you guys who don't know, John is the writer of the year in my book. Right now, so far, 2013, man, man, I can't even talk right now. 2013, this man has it on lock. So far, his articles have been amazing. I'm glad you called, man. What do you think about what we're talking about, man? We're talking about gun violence and the Second Amendment and other things. Well, I'm listening, and um, you 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 know my opinion, Pudgy. I'm pretty... I'm pretty far to the right, and when it comes to to, to guns, but I mean, um, you know, I wrote I wrote an, I wrote a column pretty much for your for this show called an, an innate right, and um, I guess wow. before we're, we're through talking, I'm going to read it for the audience. But I um, I just feel like um, you know this is this is one of those rights. It's the Second Amendment we're talking about. It's just a it's a right that can't be that can't be taken away from us mm-hmm. um, without. Of course, and an act of Congress because that's how it was enacted. Sure. So we don't want that to happen because, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of other countries, and that's part of what I wrote that have uh, experienced um, genocide and have experienced uh, multiple deaths because their rights were taken away, their gun rights were taken away, their right to protect themselves, their God-given right to protect themselves. Well, right. John, that's what that that's what that's a question that I have, right? I mean, since you brought that up, you know, what makes our establishment think that taking guns away will be the solution? Like I don't for the for the life of me, I don't understand why they always think that taking something away from the people who vote on these things from the republic, you know, taking guns away is not going to be the solution to these things or is it, John? Well, I think that's a smokescreen. I think you know when I read them, when I read this column in a few minutes, I think you'll see why I think that's a smokescreen. I think that um, it's all politically motivated. When someone's scared, it's um, you know, hey, you know, here's the answer. We're gonna we're gonna take care of you. We're gonna we're gonna ban guns. We're gonna ban um, high capacity uh, magazines. We're gonna uh, ban a certain type of uh, weapon. Uh, you know, and, and, and they call them assault assault rifles. You know, and it's not really an assault rifle. They they put labels on things, and they scare people because people that uh, you know, I guess a pretty small population of the public actually handles weapons. You know, so they right. they just what they see on television. They see Rambo shooting them up, and they see you know the Dirty Harry movies, and they see all these all these. Um, cop and robber shows and they just think that's the way it is that's not the way it is and um you know i grew up hunting and you know pudgy when i was a kid i was you know as soon as i could um get on a bike and tow the shotgun i was going bird hunting after school mm-hmm. you know i'd get on my i'd get on my bicycle and uh throw a, throw a shotgun over my shoulder and um i'd, I'd ride about a mile and a half around the corner Till I was in the county, and I'd, I'd dove hunt. I'd go yeah. fishing. You know, I mean, 
this is the kind of America I grew up in. Nobody called 911 when they saw John X riding down the road on a 10-speed with a shotgun over his shoulder. Because <laughs> hey, they hey, knew John, I was going, yeah. T- today I'm going to call the police on your ass, though, John. Pardon my language. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the police on you if I see a man riding down the street on a 10-speed with a gun, probably. <laughs> Yeah, now, now you would, now you yeah. would, of course, you know, because yeah. there's been so much hype on it, so much negativity. Right. Um, and, you know, there's now we've got a lot of these copycat uh, copycat um, things taking place. You know, we've got the, um, well, you know, we, we've got the uh, Sandy Hook thing, you know, wow. Sandy Hook Elementary School. We've got a, a lot of things that are going on. And, you know, there's been a lot of uh, conspiracy theories out there that all that was set up and, you know, I don't know if it was or not, and I'm not going to get into all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just know that I know that uh, people are grasping for something, and 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 these politicians will um, butter them up and promise them this and promise them that, and it's not going to do anything. It's just going to make it worse. The more they promise, the worse it's going to get, and uh, that's just my theory. Well, I, I, I happen to agree with you, man. I, I really didn't grow up where uh, I could ride down the street with a shotgun because I just I wasn't exposed to that. But you know what? I think every kid in the neighborhood had BB guns, and we were all out in the yard, and we shot them, and we shot birds. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we, we did our thing, John, and it, it wasn't – you know, all of the adults had guns. My grandfather had guns in the house. Reverend Miller had guns in the house, and it was no – no problem. We didn't play with his guns. We knew not to touch them, and they weren't in the gun case or anything. Now, I'm not saying that that's responsible today, but I'm just saying in that era, you know, kids knew their place, and we knew what to do, and that was based on how we were raised, John. But I understand a large part of society now, you know, there's a lot of television that goes on. There's a lot of songs and, and the music, and, you know, people, uh, uh, they they use these guns and these, and these movies to, to perpetuate a, a certain type of view. Or like you said, to make people scared, and I understand that clearly. But my whole problem with everything is that, you know, like I said before, the only thing we can get out of the establishment is that, you know, ban guns or ban this or ban that. And my problem with it is that legal-abiding citizens will will be the only people that will abide by these laws. Will be the only people that will abide by the mandates or, or whatever they are. You know, it's only going to be legal gun biting the citizens, gun law abiding the citizens, excuse me. And the criminals are going to keep theirs. The criminals are going to try to attribute more. The criminals are going to, they're going to press forward and going to go a little bit harder because they're going to know that most of us don't have a way of protecting ourselves. And, and not only that, you know, they're not, a, a lot of us aren't going to just give up our guns because all of a sudden there's a law that says we can't have them. So, you know, there's another part of the legal process that we're going to have to endure. You're going to have a lot of people going to jail and, and painted a certain way. And, uh, you know, it's going to be perpetuated that we're a certain type of person. So it, it, there's a lot into this, John, that, that's not being talked about. And, and I just don't – I personally don't think de-arming America is the solution to gun violence. And, and I, don't, I don't know what the solution is, but I know de-arming American citizens is not one of them. No, it's not, and, you know, history tells that story, and, and uh, you know, you, you said a mouthful there. I mean, it, you know, having the, um, you know, plus you have it. The thing about, uh, you know, take take my guns away, and, and uh, if, you, if, you, if you make guns illegal, only criminals are going to have guns. Well, that's true. I mean, and because, you know, if you want a gun, you don't have to go down and purchase one at the, at the gun store or the pawn shop. 
you can find somebody that's going to sell you a gun. We all know that. That's right. And uh, so, you know, the legal gun owners, we're doing it for two things, sport and personal protection, okay? And that's what they're there for. They're not to go out and rob a bank or kill somebody unless that person is going to kill you. Sure. And that's what, unfortunately, we live in a world that that's necessary at the moment. You know, we we live in a world where, you know, it's it's not all um, rainbows and sunshine and butterflies. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of things going on that we can't control. And you know, I'm going to protect my home, and my family. That's just Better the bottom line. That's right. Yeah. I, and I have no problem with with that. People who are willing to go through the process and. You know, that's basically what you're saying. You know, we're willing to go through the process. We have been through the process. We're abiding by the laws. And you know what? The Constitution states that we have the right to do that. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. So, hey, John, let me let me ask you. You, you said you wrote a column. And, um, you know, man, I'm, I'm real fond of your writing, man. If, if you are, you know, if you don't mind and if you have the time, I definitely got the time here. But if you have the time, do you mind reading your column to my listeners? Because I have a lot of people out there who are always reading blogs and, and looking for things, you know, of substance to read. A lot yeah, like I, I, I do, you'll to. know that there's not a lot of substance out there to read. You want me to do it now or you want to wait or what? Hey, no, read, go for it, man. I, I'd love for you to read it now if you don't mind. Oh, let's do it. Okay. Um, well, this this, ty- this is called an, an innate right, and I actually wrote it today. Um, and... It goes like this. No one can deny that, a, that to protect oneself is an innate God-given right. It is primal, and it's also an American right given by our forefathers in the Second Amendment of the, of the U.S. Constitution. Americans enjoy a general sense of security for the most part. We are insulated from military coups and tyrannical regimes, as is commonplace in some countries. For over 200 years since gaining independence from the British, we have lived in a, in a republic, free of violence from other uh, governments and certainly our own. This freedom and others are born, born out of our Constitution as it was, as was adopted September 17, 1787 and went into effect March 4, 1789. The first ten amendments referred to as the Bill of Rights were ratified on December 17, 1791. Contained in the Bill of Rights, the Second Amendment is designed to be a protector of those rights. For example, the Second Amendment enforces and protects the First Amendment. The First Amendment reads as follows. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Water break. All right. This, but this opening to the Bill of Rights provides the uh, core of what sets, up, sets us apart from the rest of the world. Can you imagine a life living, of, living in fear of imprisonment or expressing our religious beliefs, or even discussing the problems we see with our, or, or even discussing the problem we see with our leadership? Can you imagine living in silence for fear of death or imprisonment? The Second Amendment is designed to protect these very basic human rights. The Second Amendment states, A well-regulated militia being necessary to secure to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What does this mean? To understand, we must first, we must first understand 
when written in 1789, the colonies had just gained independence from a tyrannical government, the British. We were now the United States of America, and it was very fresh in the minds of our leaders just how important it was to safeguard our freedom. Excuse me. They had lost their brothers and sisters to the advances of the British during the Revolutionary War, so this newfound freedom needed protecting. The Second Amendment was written not to protect us from others, but to protect us from ourselves or our own government to turn rogue. Okay? There was no standing army at the time of ratification of the Bill of Rights, so the militia aspect within the Second Amendment is often challenged. Opponents say we don't need the Second Amendment because we now have a military. This can easily be trumped by the very fact that a government with a standing army is all the more reason for the people to be armed. A military that obeys a tyrannical leader of a tyrannical regime is a danger to our way of life. Ignorance breeds fear. Fear breeds, uh, excuse me, fear spreads like poison ivy. The dying Feinsteins of American politics threaten our basic rights by marketing misinformation. Though her true modus, modus, <laughs> modus operandi is to ban all guns except for the military and police, she and her cronies attempt to incrementally will away our Second Amendment rights. If she wins at banning assault rifles in inaccurate terms, then she goes for the jugular vein next. That's just how liberal progressives operate, and each time they win, we lose a little bit more freedom. The foundation of our nation is eroded through their wrongful association of firearms with evil. Firearms used the wrong way are no, are no way near as dangerous as someone like Feinstein using her office and authority to subversively cut the legs out from under our rights as a free people. Without guns or weapons to protect ourselves from aggressors, we're completely vulnerable to outside attacks and imprisonment. Recent history proves that deception of the people can lead to genocide. Adolf Hitler was quoted as saying, the most foolish mistake we could possibly make would be to allow the subject races to possess arms. History shows that all conquerors who have allowed their subject races to carry arms have prepared their own downfall by doing so. Indeed, I would go so far as to say that the supply of arms to the underdogs is a sign known for the overthrow of any sovereignty. Hitler enacted a number of gun control laws that affected all citizens, with the exception of the military, but ultimately took all gun rights from Jews. In November 1938, Jews were ordered by decree to turn over all weapons, including knives, with the penalty of non-compliance being imprisonment of up to five years. So this was a precursor to their internment in prison camps and the Holocaust resulting in the extermination of over 5.9 million Jews before Hitler could be ousted. Unbelievably, some people still refuse to believe that the Holocaust ever happened, that, that the death camps were non-existent and the, and the intended genocide of Jewish people was just concocted. Hitler was the personification of pure evil. The Nazis were only one regime in history that used gun control to disable the public and further gain power and control. In 1929, the Soviet Union established gun control with over 20 million dissidents being rounded up and exterminated. China established gun control in 1935, and by 1952, over 20 million were rounded up and exterminated. Uganda 
established gun control in 1970, and by 1979, over 300,000 Christians were rounded up and exterminated. <clears throat> These are just a few results, but at a minimum, over 56 million were executed as a result of gun control in the 26th uh, tw in the 20th century alone. Gun, gun control laws instituted in Australia have resulted in a rise in homicides of around 300% and armed robberies of 44%. It is now illegal to defend yourself in Australia. Hmm. Do we want these problems here? From these examples, it becomes clear that gun control laws adversely affect law-abiding citizens that own weapons for their own for their for their intended purposes, self-defense and sport. Think about the following. There are about 3,000 abortions performed daily since the 1973 Roe v. Wade U.S. Supreme Court case, whose ruling made it legal for mothers to abort their young. Since that case, there have been well over 50 million abortions performed. Why is, why is abortion significant to our gun control discussion? It's important because those persons politically aligned to support laws prohibiting law-abiding citizens from owning firearms or certain types of firearms also toot the tragic death toll of people killed by firearms. We hear about the gun violence toll all the time from the mainstream media, uh, but when but when was the last time you heard a reporter give numbers on how many abortions were performed that day? That's key. In 2011, there were 8,583 gun-related deaths in the U.S., less, less than one-third of 1% 1 of the total death toll. This number does not include unborn children since they are not counted as a death statistic. Now, multiply 3,000 abortions per day times 365, and you will find that total number. Of, uh, you will find that total number of abortions in 2011 is well over 1 million deaths. So there are more unborn fetuses murdered in three days than there are people killed by guns in the U.S. an entire year. Does that put things in, into perspective for us? Why do liberal progressives believe it's okay to murder unborn children, but not okay to defend oneself by exercising our Second Amendment, Second Amendment rights? From the above comparative analysis, it becomes clear that gun control is not at all about saving lives, but about power, control, and indoctrinated fear. The left gun, the left's gun control dialogue is a smokescreen and political diversion crafted to steer the emotions of the public into conformity. An example of this is the recent Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings that led to other copycat shootings and more political posturing. Never let a good crisis go to waste, or a tragedy for that matter. The Second Amendment was written as a pr protective uh, safeguard against those politicians and extremists with malcontent for our Constitution and our well-being. It was written for us, we the people, to aid in protecting our, in protecting our sovereign rights innate to our unique American heritage. The Constitution of the United States is a supreme law of the land. It would take repeal of the Second Amendment by Congress to take this basic right. 
if this happens, even under duress, we are finished as the greatest nation in the history of the world. Make your voice heard. The time is now, not later, when your freedom of speech is stifled. That's it. That's a heck of a piece, brother. I, I was sitting here mesmerized by some of the facts, man, and, and sitting here writing some of them down. And it's definitely some uh, information that I can I can research more upon, and, and I'll be able to speak more uh, precisely about it. So I, I definitely appreciate that piece. That that was man, a lot of research went into that, John. I can tell. Well, well read. You know, I, I emailed you that too, so uh, you can you'll have you'll have it in writing, and, and you can you can use it to to look into. But I, I just, I, you know, the one thing when I was writing this that really just blew me away. I, I looked at the number of the number of deaths, you know, the number of abortions per day, you know, three thousand per day, and then and then look at comparatively, look at the number of deaths by gun, not even nine thousand per year. Okay, so we got in three days we're exceeding with abortion what we are. With guns in a year, yeah. See, that, that's just that's just mind-boggling to me. I, I just I didn't have any idea. This is something I found out when I was writing, when I was researching. It it is just, uh, it is mind-boggling, man. It, it's something that I've been fighting for a very long time. I, I actually, um, you know, doing pro-life work, man. I, I actually, and I know it sounds crazy. Some people probably criticize, but I actually had to take a break from doing pro-life work right about the time when I started. And, and I know this is not a pro-life show, but this is who I am, folks. But uh, when, when I actually saw the videos of and, and had to research um, the procedures themselves, and, and I was actually exposed to some of those things and actually saw them happen and, you know, before and the outcome of it, I had to take a break from it. It was too much to embrace, brother. It was too much to yeah. To, 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 to conjure. I just couldn't get it. It's, it's a lot, man. It's, it's a lot going on out here. And it's amazing that, you know, you put those stats on front street for a lot of people to hear because the truth of the matter is they will quickly ban guns, but won't quickly ban abortions. And, and you know, I know there's a lot of, lot of different rhetoric and a lot of different conversations that need to be had, you know, before we can go on comparing the two because, you know, it, the two are not the same. However, you know, when you talk about banning things and, and rights and, you know, it, we can definitely uh, uh, appreciate the conversation. So shout out to you for bringing that in your article, man. And, and I think that was great. I really Thank do. You. I mean, I just kind of puts, it puts the whole thing in perspective for me. And it makes me see that, that the politicians that we're dealing with are, are, are not looking at this thing uh, at this thing with, with, with real eyes. And they're not, you know, they really aren't. They're, it's, it's, and if they knew, I don't know, if they knew those facts that I just, you know, just talked about, I don't know that it would make any difference. But they're yeah, privileged really to them. They're, they're privileged to them, John. They don't care. They just, you know, call it what it is. They don't care. These folks are, half of them are in it for a check. Half of them are in it for a stock option. The other half are in it just to be in it. And, you know, some people like to be praised. And, you know, I, I'll never understand why we're not praising our soldiers and we're praising politicians. I think we got it backwards. Yeah. Amen, and and, and uh, you know they're they're in it for that lifetime pay. You know, <laughs> what do they? What do the, what do the U.S. congressmen get? Something around one hundred eighty thousand per year um, yeah. for life. I mean, once they're retired, once they once they take a break, once they if they lose, I mean they they still they 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 serve for a couple terms. They get out, they still got that check coming. 
Yeah, man, that's 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 what it is, and that's how it goes and until we change it. You know, we got to keep speaking out, and maybe we can change some of those things. I, I don't know. We'll definitely give it a shot. We definitely we definitely need term limits. That's just one thing we can we can do. We can we need term limits for some of these congressmen and uh, for all the Congress. Uh, we we don't they don't need to stay in more than a couple terms. You know, change them out. That's the way we need to do it. We don't need the same ones staying in there and, and creating this uh, mess. Um, yes. <laughs> Yeah, this this network, <laughs> this network we can't get the control over. We can't get control over. Yeah, man. So, so listen, I'm I'm gonna grab another call. Shout out to you, John. Got it's it. John Nix, folks. We'll look for his article. We'll try to get it posted on the Facebook page. John, more power to you, man. Shout out to your wife. Shout out to you, both you guys, and happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you, thank you, brother. All right, thank you, budget. No doubt, my brother. Be safe. Be blessed. Good night. God bless you. All right, so that's John Nix, folks. 619-638-8559 is the number. We're going to a call out of the 843 here in just one second. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the number one black conservative radio show, talk radio show online, southeastern United States, the KIRP radio show. If you guys are on Twitter, make sure you check us out on Twitter. It's at symbol KIRP radio show. You can find me on Twitter. And once again, let me say it again to be real, real, real clear. Don't be surprised on what I might say, okay? My Twitter title is at symbol NC Pudgy. I'm going to be me. I hope you're going to be you. I love my country. I love my constitution. I love my family. But I'm going to say what the hell I want to say. So part my language sometimes, but you know it is what it is. And if you don't like it, you know, you can keep moving. But I want you to come back later because, you know, I, I believe in lifelong friends. Anyway, shout out to everybody out there on YouTube, man. We got a YouTube page where you can find some of the old shows on there. That's YouTube, and you know what it is, KRP Radio. If you guys are on iTunes, for all my iPhone listeners, we're also on iTunes Podcast, KRP Radio Show. Three words. You guys know what we do, man. And go to the website, KIRPRadioShow.com. We do support our troops. When you see that camouflage on there, that's just me saying, you know what, salute to all my troops out there, man, because I'm a B.I.G. fan of the troops. I definitely appreciate all and what they do. And to me, you know, once you serve, I don't know how many years, but, you know, once you go to serve this country, man, you should come back and be crested as a prince or something. I don't, I don't know. Go to a call out of the 843. You're on the air with Pudgy. How are you? Hello, thank you. Brendan Jones down in Columbus County. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. You know that song, Mr. Jones. Okay, anyway, I can't sing too good. How you doing, man? I'm 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 with you, my brother. Look here. Just want to make a real quick point to your listeners, and I think everyone will agree with me. If we outlaw guns, only our outlaws are going to have the guns. Yeah. As yeah. As, as John John touched on, look at look at Australia. That's a fine example. A common fantasy that if we ban guns, we're going to make society safer, and that's just absolutely untrue. Look look at them. Their crime rate is up overall 42.2% since they've tried this. The chance for a woman getting raped in Australia over America now is three times higher. Only 5.2% of the citizens there own guns. So, I mean, the the statistics are there. As as John was hitting on, I mean, we were only going to draw ourselves into a deeper hole if we let our Second Amendment rights go away. Brendan, let let me ask you this, Brendan. I, I okay, listen, I agree with you. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I definitely agree with you. What is the solution to gun violence? Because we know that if if you look at the stats on gun violence, it's, it's running rampant. Okay. We we need to do something. I don't know what the hell we need to do. I, I know we need to do something though. I, I'm I'm looking at some stats here. 
every three hours, every hour die from a gunshot wound. Americans are 20 times more likely to die by a gun than in any other developed civilization. I, I mean, we listen, this is America. If we can't get our hands on this, you know, who are we? You know, the rest of the world looks at us and, and a lot of the world models themselves after what we do for good or for bad, you know, but they do it. So here I am sitting in America, the most powerfulest, the most beautifulest nation in the world. Yes, I said it, liberal. I don't care who don't like it. I love my country. I would rather I would not rather be anywhere but here. But we do have a problem, a serious problem with gun violence. How do we begin to fix these problems, Brendan? Help me out, brother. Help me understand. First first thing we gotta do is take a step back. And okay. we're we're too busy looking at the huge picture. Problems are solved on small terms. Uh-huh. First thing we've got to look at, I, I'm telling you, is at our local levels, with our local government, with our local congressmen. We, we've got to quit trying to elect moderates, and we've got to focus <laughs> on being, well, uh, really, I mean, we've got, no, you're right. I agree. To, we've got people posing to be conservative to get elected, yep. and the truth's in the pudding when they get there. Uh Mutual friend of ours, Tracy, and I had a conversation the other day. We're 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 trying to reelect those that have already been put out. We can't keep raising the dead. We must move on to newer and brighter, and in some cases, younger ideas to make this thing work. Well, I'm I'm open to all conversations on on fixing the problem. You know, frankly, I I don't. I don't know what that is, man. And and I've thought, you know, I've thought long and hard about it. You know, I've written some stuff down and then I'd go back and look at it in in hopes to shoot, you know, holes through it just to see if if it was solid or not. And I've not come up with one solid idea, one solid solution on on actually trying to fix or beginning to fix the gun violence problems that we have. Now, one thing that I know for sure, and you just said it, I think it's going to have to happen. I, as a matter of fact, I, I can't shoot holes through this. I know for a fact that it's going to have to start on the local level. It's going to have to start with some individual Absolutely. responsibility. It's definitely going to have to start at the local level. I'm talking even down to police and sheriffs. It, it's really going to have to start at the local level if we want to make an impact in this. Because frankly, and the truth be told, on the federal level, these people aren't serious about anything. If you if you look at their stance, you know they're wishy washy on a budget. I mean, you, you look at sequester for for God's sake. If these people on on the federal level, I'm convinced that they don't hold the solutions to anything. It's a song and dance at that level. If anything needs to be fixed, it has to be fixed on the local levels. And if we don't fix it on the local levels, if we can't agree to disagree about some things that aren't as important as things like our Second Amendment rights being taken away, we're going to lose. And that's why we're losing, because so many people are arguing on the local level. So many people aren't serious. They're not consistent. And like you said, people are posing as one thing when they're really another, just to win an election and get a little bit of praise or maybe a check. Well, as with Einstein, you know, we can't do a complete takeaway. That, that's why walking up to an obese person said, okay, you've got to be skinny in five days. I'm going to take your spoon. You know, that doesn't work. We've got to implement some programs, again, starting on the local level. Well, President, I'm sorry, Vice President Joe Biden, and, and like I said, folks, this is not a bashing the president or the vice president thing. This this gun control, this gun violence, this Second Amendment thing, this whole 
the whole premise of this idea is so much bigger than the president. It's so much bigger than the vice president. We're talking about our rights as citizens of this republic, America. So, uh, you know, our vice president has some ideas. He's throwing some things out there. And and, and, and what do you think about what the, what the vice president has said lately about uh, gun control and, and actually uh, the legislation of gun control and gun violence? He, he says some, some very serious things around mental health and background checks. Well, I'm, I'm all for the mental health bill. I mean, no doubt. Uh, and I'm all for background checks. But, you know, if you take some of the wording that, that they're using as far as on the assault part of, of, of what they're saying is sometimes it's as simple as changing a grip on the weapon itself that, that bans it from being assault to non-assault. So, I mean, they're, they're teetering on some untruths there. But, but I don't like the wording. As a good friend of mine, Raleigh, said at a meeting Tuesday. But the, the wording's just not there. We, we're going to have to clear it up a little more, and we got to get a little more defined on what what we're talking about. Sure, I'm with you, brother, and and I and I definitely think we need to define it. I don't know, maybe we can. You know, you and I, let's get together and see if we can't draft up something, man. I, I know the people. You know some people. Maybe we can send it out and, and see what we do. What do you think about that? Hey, man, I'm doing everything on my local level I can. Uh, we're we're going to we're going we're going to do everything we can to make things right, but we're certainly you know. There's three men I want in my house. I want God, Smith, and Wesson. So I mean, those three guys have got to hang with me at all times. <laughs> you trip. I like that. I like that. I love that anyway. Hey, John, uh, uh, give us some shout-outs, Brendan. Excuse me, not John. Give us some shout-outs before you go, brother. I need to grab a couple more calls here, if you don't mind. Well, I just want to give a shout-out to my friend Tracy, who has just uh, become the vice chair there over in her county. You know, yeah. Her. We, could, we couldn't have had a finer lady to represent, represent the conservative issues. So shout-out to Tracy for sure. Shout out to Tracy, man. That's that's one of my favorite people in the world. Shout out She's to Tracy. She's awesome. She's awesome. She is awesome. And for you guys out there, it was great know. talking to you. Hey, thanks thanks for calling in, Brendan. Man, hope to hear from you again, my brother. You will, my friend. Take care. All right, you too, man. That's Brendan, man, calling in, giving us some love from uh, North Carolina. I'm not sure what county. I think he's in Surrey County, if I'm not mistaken. But wherever he is, shout out to you, Brendan. My apologies for not knowing exactly where you're from. Too much on the brain. Talking about gun violence, folks, 619-638-8559, Second Amendment. We're talking about our rights. Right now I'm going to play one clip, and then I'm going to get a dear friend of mine to come on this show. And and, and this is a special guest, folks, by the way. So I want you guys to – I'm going to give you a chance to send out your tweets. I'm going to give you a chance to, to get your, your Twitter and your Facebook ready because my good brother, former Navy SEAL, Ben Smith, is about to come on here and he's going to shut it down and we're going to have a little conversation. So I want you guys to get ready, prepare yourself. As T.O. once said, get your popcorn ready. I'm going to play this clip. One commercial, and when we come back, former Navy SEAL, Ben Smith is going to come on and we're going to talk a little bit about our, sec- talk a little bit about our Second Amendment rights. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559, folks. Make sure you call in and get in on this conversation. We'll be right back after this commercial and this short clip that I'm going to play here in just one second. Some people say good things come to those who wait. Truth is, good things come to those who work. Who work later and work harder. 
They're willing to go farther than anyone else to get them. If you're waiting for good things to come to you, (laughs) you'll be waiting for a pretty long time. This is L.A. This is what we do. It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope, force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany Inc. is located in Los Angeles, California. Tiffany Inc. specializes in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Jill Osco, J&K Fresh LLC, Celebrity Chef Nikki Shaw, Teen and Family Producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithaniinc.com. TiffanyInc.com 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. How many more innocent people? How many more? How many more? What has been the number one cause of unnatural death in history? Democide, or death by government, has killed 290 million people on record. Look it up. Go look it up. In the 20th century, government murdered four times as many people as were killed in all the international and domestic wars combined. USSR, 61,911,000 people killed. Hitler's Germany, nearly 21 million people killed. Japan's imperialism. Nearly six million people killed. Western colonization killed over 50 million people. Pol Pot's Cambodia, funded by the U.S. government. Two million people killed. China's Communist Party, as many as 76 million people killed between 1949 and 1987. And the list goes on and on. Demand to know why the Department of Homeland Security bought more than 1.6 billion hollow-point bullets. How many more people does government have to kill? Enough. Enough. Demand an end to citizen disarmament. As an American. As an American citizen. As a patriot. For your children. Enough of the people laying down and letting government kill them in mass 
after disarming them as they've done throughout history over and over again. Now is the time. It's time. It's time to realize that when the government takes your guns, people die. It's time to realize the biggest threat to you and your family is government. It's time to recognize government is the greatest killer of all time. Demand they show you the word hunting in the Second Amendment. Demand our politicians uphold the Constitution and Bill of Rights as they swore to when they took office. It's time for our leaders to read the Constitution. It's time for our leaders to obey the Constitution. The Constitution. The Constitution. Because a well-regulated militia with 10-round magazines wouldn't last very long. So now you know the most dangerous thing to you and your family in the world is government. Because mass murderers agree, gun control works. <laughs> Welcome back to the KIRP radio show, baby! A lot of people didn't like that. I already know what it is, but, you know, too bad, man. It's my show. It's my turn to do what I want to do. But anyway, shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the KLP Radio Show. I don't mean it the way I say it, but sometimes it just comes out that way. Some people say I have a smart-ass mouth. Pardon my language, excuse me. Some people say I don't care what I I don't care what I say or what comes out. I care, folks. That's the problem. That's why it comes out that way. I care, I care, I care. But anyway, enough about me, man. Let me bring somebody on who I view and I hold as being very, very important and definitely more important than that comment I just made. Shout out to my man Ben Smith and welcome, welcome Ben Smith to the KRP Radio Show. What's up, brother? Hey, buddy. How you doing? It's been a while. Good, man. You hard to keep up with, bro. I, I tried. Hey. I'm trying to keep up with me. Yeah, I bet. Every time I hear, man, I hear from you, you over here, you over there. You, you're doing something tonight, aren't you? Um, no, no, actually, tonight I'm 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 pretty docile and home. You know what, though? Funny thing is, I got to learn how to how to make money doing this, trying to save the world. <laughs> see, man, I told you. See, man, see, here's the thing, folks. And, and contrary to popular belief, right? Conservatives are cheap, most of them, and. We got to tighten up, man. We got we got people like Ben running around this country all over the place, and and to me, you you know how I feel on this, Ben. You know I've said it to you, but we got to start paying for these folks to come speak and and to bring all these folks around, man. I, I get it. I understand that we need folks to be outspoken on it, but you know people they have to make a living too. So we got to take care of these guys. And and Ben's a soldier. I mean, you come on, folks. We can do a little bit better than that. So Ben, just on that, man, we got see what you know maybe i'll bring some people together everybody who's listening to the show somebody send me a facebook inbox let's bring ben to north carolina let's get him down here somewhere around the greensboro area raleigh area let's put some money in his pocket let's get him to bring some people near so they can hear our message they care to hear it man so ben be looking for an email from me man we gotta try to do something Jeez, I wow. <laughs> I mean, I know you were looking for that, but I mean, you you big in my book, man. You you do a lot of things, and and I know from talking to other people, you do them cheap if for nothing. So I, you yeah. know, I just feel like we need to we need to take care of the people who are out there on the front lines fighting, man. Because you know what, we're losing, you know, and yep. and, and I definitely pay my respect, but we're, we're losing to a lot of people out I'm, there. Pudgy, you know, like on that point itself. I'm not alone in that. A lot of the people who I see, and you can see this in yourself and a lot of other people who do these types of things, um, people who are standing for our rights, for the Second Amendment, for the Constitution, for America, for just for just to be a um, to have any testicular fortitude or intestinal fortitude. um, People are standing because they believe in it, because they want it. And 
the, they're there because they believe in it. And there's so many other people around who understand that we're there and we do it because we believe in it, not because we're there for a payday. And they will absolutely use you to do it. And within the movement, there's a lot of people who are out there and just giving everything they have to do what they're passionate about. And they're just not getting compensated. They're not the types that would ask for it and all that stuff. So it's, it's, not, just, it's not just me or anything like that. There's, there's a lot of people out there. Either that or i got to go get a business degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just put it out there on Front Street. Pudgy got five kids, and Pudgy works very hard on, like, three jobs. So anytime you guys want Pudgy to come, I'm definitely willing to come, but at least pay for my gas. You know what I'm saying? I'll, yeah. I'll host anything y'all got out there in the conservative side, man. I rock with my people, but pay for the gas. Anyway, let me get off that. Let me get off that. Ben, Second Amendment, my brother. We're talking about these guns. Oh, I'm listening. As a soldier... Very, what's the word? Um, I don't. This has to touch you very deep, in other words, I mean, because we're talking about taking away our legal rights to bear arms. We hear the word "ban" thrown around so much all the time, as if it's the end all, be all, and as if and as if it's a solution. But I frankly don't think it's a solution. What do you think about the whole concept of the things that are going on right now? Uh-oh, lost Ben somehow. He's on the cell phone. And if you guys don't know, Ben has big fingers, right? And and Ben, is he probably pressed a button. So can we get him back? Oh, we got him back already? All right. I was just talking about how big your fingers were, Ben, and, and that you probably hit the end button and somehow I got to <laughs> So I, I don't know if you heard me, man. What, what do you think about all this is going on with the word ban and guns and our Second Amendment and our rights and et cetera? What do you think about this whole concept? Oh man, I I I have to keep it clean on this show, right? Um, be you, brother. It's chaos. It's keeping it real with Pudgy. You can be you. No, I'll I'll be I'll be civil. Um, well, <laughs> with the it's it's such a it's such a big thing, and a lot of th- a lot of things recently. You know, they're they're making a play for our guns, and the thing is, when societies go long enough, and we're a we're a society, we're a people who um. We're a country of laws, and we follow them. And we've been here long enough, and we haven't had anything threatening to us in a long time. So we've become docile. We've become, oh, it's not going to happen to me. We've never had to do anything like our life depends on it, which is very important. So, you know, we're a, we're a country of laws, yeah. and they make laws. We follow them. We don't kill people. The thing is, the people who commit crimes are people who don't listen to laws, and the people want to, the government wants to make laws to inhibit the people who listen to the laws. And as you were saying, the only thing that's really going to happen is, you know, the criminals are going to have all the guns. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's what's happening. Well. <laughs> Where where do we go? I mean, you know, I mean, we do have. I'm frustrated, bro, because it's it's like I, I know we have some issues out here that that has to be addressed and and that has to be fixed or or at least make an attempt to be fixed and and try to make better. But yes. you know, I'm not hearing any solutions. And, and the, if the if the only solution we're hearing is to take away all guns, that to me that means that people aren't serious. Okay, 
if, mm-hmm. if the solution is, and this, these are the only major things that I'm hearing the most, it's to ban magazines. Um, so that so that means we're talking high capacity magazines is is what I've heard. So mm-hmm. that's just saying the way that they defined it now is the seven eight shots you can't have. Uh, the government's action is 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 like what you can't have a total of seven or eight uh, bullets or seven or eight capacity magazine. Or a gun that holds nine or ten rounds. I, I I don't get it. What's the what's the difference in a gun that holds seven or eight bullets and a gun that holds nine or ten bullets? And so you're hearing you're hearing rhetoric about a magazine. And, and I'm sorry I'm sounding kind of a, a, a mumble jumble here, but I'm just trying to get my yep. thoughts together. So you're talking about banning magazines. You're talking about banning uh, a gun that is not defined what it clearly is, which is no more than a hunting rifle, but you're talking about banning assault rifles, which no one knows what an assault rifle is. Let's just be clear about that. And then you're talking about banning all guns in general. So that says to me that nobody's sitting down and really having a serious conversation about what we need to do in each region of the country and how we need to help our governors, our mayors, and our sheriffs. It's a false argument. Um, yeah. When they, they're starting to get into how do we make this law just perfect so everybody will listen to it and do all that stuff, and now we're all mm-hmm. thinking about it. And we'll, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with 8 to 10 to 15 rounds and all that type of stuff. Now, when you are going to do something, what stops someone from committing crime, the repercussions of the law, correct? Right. Like That's right. jail, death penalty, all those types of things. Now, if you have criminals who are going to a gun-free zone, which is the school, you say, Newtown, Mm -hmm. um, they know there's going to be really no guns around. They're going to have a lot of kids to kill, and no one's going to be there to make them pay for what they're doing or stop them cold. So, in essence, if I'm not saying take all the laws, but lower the laws, because now... You've got more law-abiding people in this country, good law-abiding people. Let them have their guns. Let them have their amendments because, you know what? You go to you go to places like Alaska or places where, where you can carry open, like an open gun permit on your hip. Mm-hmm. Will you not think twice before you pull that gun out and start going to work because there's a lot of people around you, you will not get to your objective in killing a lot of people only if you know that they're unarmed. If they're able to shoot back at you, are you going to just open fire on them? No way. So there's a logic about it to whereas, you know, there's more good people than bad people out there as we are as Americans. We will help each other, and if somebody, some guy is doing that, he will lose quickly. He will not get to the objective he's trying to get where he gets 20-some kids. So it's, I'm not saying, you know, arm the people at schools and stuff like that. I'm just saying I've, I've got answers for the school problem too. But, um, but there's – wherever you are, if there's people with guns around, mm-hmm. a lot more good people than there is bad people in the United States. Uh, well – that makes it, it. It makes sense, though, to me. Uh, it makes perfect sense to me. I, okay, let me ask you this, right? And and I think people will appreciate yeah. this. Um, as a, as a Navy SEAL, um, we can argue this all night. It's fine. 
<laughs> well, well, I mean, seriously though, as a Navy SEAL now, if you went to take some dictator out who were killing, um, let's say his his uh, people in his nation, you know, anybody killing citizens of his nation, yeah, what kind of capacity or what makes dictators fear? America when we come to war? What or, or what What make other war criminals fear America when it's time to get busy? What makes them fear us? It's the Second Amendment. It's Look, it's, look at World War II and um, uh, Hiroshito or Hashimoto, is the, he was the admiral um, who, who conducted Pearl Harbor. The reason why they didn't invade the United States, he said we cannot invade them. They have a, a a weapon behind every blade of grass, we will not be able to do it. Um, So I think the Second Amendment is very important. You have the right to defend yourself against any threat. Like if I come to punch you, you have the right to defend yourself and knock my lights out. And, you know, you start going up the the chain. If I have a stick, you can hit me. But like you can one-up that. If you've got a stick and you're coming at me, if I fear for my life, I can shoot you in the face. But now you get to founding logic, you start going towards the Second Amendment in in founding principle, in the the story of their lives, the founding of our country. It is to stop a government from from being despotic and tyrannical and putting you under the gun. Like, look at what Hitler did. Um, You you got Mao, you got Stalin, you got Pol Pot, you've got you've got tons of people out there, and we have to re-educate our people. They've dumbed us down to where we don't understand where our country has come from and the history that has killed millions of people. And we're heading for it right now because we will not stand up. We make our, our politicians are the cult of personality or sports heroes are our heroes, not our um, military people because they're trying to charge us with PTSD and they're trying to take our weapons from us when, through history, if you were a great warrior, if you fought for this country, you were given riches, you were given land when you came back, your yeah. achievements, if you were a real man, you were given accolade instead of shunned and PTSD, where I I would argue that a lot of PTSD is just, hey, man, I've been there. <laughs> you know, like I, I have a deeper understanding of the human psyche yeah. than other people. And yes, there are people who can't handle it, but now they're trying to medicate us, drug us. I've got friends in the military who are ordered to issue drugs to guys who have been in any kind of combat. Combat. They have to sedate them, and even if they wow. even if they don't want it. So I don't know. Depends on what subject you want to go on. But the Second Amendment. It has to absolutely stay strong. And an assault weapon, an assault weapon, an M4 can be an assault weapon if it has the selector switch to the automatic. It's really right. only an automatic selector, like a like a, a Mark 48 or an M60, or those are automatic weapons. They're just made to just shoot. Chop. They're an airy yeah. weapon. Mm-hmm. But that it will shoot automatically is what makes it an assault weapon. That's it. Not a freaking handle, not all this uh, Feinstein crap. I mean, she can go 
she can go do whatever, but <laughs> you're trying, man. I hear you. You're trying to I'm, keep it clean. I appreciate it. <laughs> I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. You you bite. You heard you bite like four or five words when you said Feinstein. That was pretty good, man. I give you props for that. <laughs> I buy your drink. Yeah. I'm sorry, hey, man. man. I, I, it, 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 you know, yeah, it's it's. It, it, it makes you feel like that, and, and like I'm normally not like this this flustered. I'm normally not this tongue tied. It's just this whole thing has just got me. This whole gun thing has just got got me going crazy because you know, like you said, they bring the soldiers back and they medicate them. It, it's just like it's like they've taken all the credibility out of the people that who could speak up firmly about these topics. One yeah. being our soldiers. They, our soldiers could easily tell us what it's like in other countries that we have to defend when the citizens don't have a right to protect themselves. And, yes. you know, here we are in America where we, we've taken all the credibility out of our, out of our army, out of our soldiers. We don't respect them. Like you said, instead of giving them uh, any kind of props for fighting for this country, we got soldiers that come back in debt. And, and, and now... You know, we got soldiers that are, are, are facing the fact of not getting paid. I, I know they're not talking about this right now, but anytime you have a governmental shutdown, you know, there's a possibility that the soldiers won't get paid. And, and that's soldiers, the last thing that a soldier should be thinking about while they're out serving this country. Yeah, the soldiers the soldiers will get paid. Um, usually it'll it'll come back on before, before that happens. Right. But, um, you know, you start going towards this sequestration. Um, you see the gun debate died down as the sequestration debate heated up? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Now, I just I just want to put this premise out there. And, you know, I'm just putting it out as in it should be in your analytical mindset when you think about the government, as the founders did. It should always cross your mind, are they on our side? Um, I, I say this because... You know, the government goes through readiness exercises as if the, the civilization disintegrates and they have to fend for themselves against the people. Wow. They, they, do, they do that. It's called a readiness exercise, Rex. Uh, you know what? Here's an interesting one, Rex 84. Check it out. Um, but there, there's a whole bunch of them. They do it to Atlanta. They've done it to a lot of all the cities. But now with our government – and a lot of things we're doing. We're funding the Muslims, the Arab Spring. We're giving um, A1M1 tanks to Egypt and jets, and we're 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 doing everything backwards all over the world. We're trying to take Americans' guns. Now the gun debate kind of ended when sequestration started coming. Now what's sequestration? Sequestration is the defunding of our military. It's mm -hmm. our government taking our deployments, our weapons, our training, our availability, our ability to fight on a two-front war mm -hmm. from us for the next six months. Is the is the government on our side? You know what I'm saying? Like now yeah. you've got over five aircraft carriers <clears throat> in Norfolk. There's there's 11 out there. Half of the fleet was in Norfolk not too long ago, and they might all still be there, or most of them, but if you see the picture, there's LSDs and LSAs and stuff like that still there. What happened? What did FDR do to, um, what is it, Pearl Harbor? Put all the carriers in one spot mm. so he can start and kick off the Second World War. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact, I'm, too. Wow. I'm, I'm just saying, 
Just saying, think about it. Um, but yeah, Second Amendment, very important. And the thing is, it's like, how much is your life worth? <laughs> Man. Sitting, sitting on a stand or getting in some trouble, have a gun with you. You know, I don't know. I, no, I agree, man. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, it just, it's, it scares me when I think about, you know, our government, whom are supposed to do the will of the people. By the way, <laughs> but that's, um, that's why we have the Second Amendment because the yeah. founders were like, these people, us, are going to come for your stuff at some point in our history again. They were telling us then that you're going to have a government. It's going to turn into them trying to take your guns, and they want right. to control you. And That's they're right. going to make it. You start reading Cass Sunstein, and it's you know it's all in how they frame the argument and incrementalize, you know ah thirty rounds to twenty rounds to ten rounds to seven rounds, you know like then you'll just it'll be the logical choice. It's like when we got out of Iraq, we had over thirty thousand people there. Mm-hmm. Now, the argument was Barack um, Hussein Obama's argument was. Would you rather have 3,000 people in Iraq or none? And, of course, you know, the option is wow, I'd rather go for none than 3,000, but we had over 30,000 people there. It's like, keep them there. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. but you see I, how they change the argument. And if yeah, we it, play it, into their game, they will take all of our weapons. Well, here, we'll get here, it to them. And and that's that. See, that's what I was about to get at. It, it's exactly that. We you could start with guns, and that could go to money, and it could go to retirement, and it could go to medical. And and this is where we are. And it's like people think you're bugging when you when you talk about these things, man. And they think you're bugging out, losing your mind when you talk about these things. But right now, in four years. We are at the brink of every single one of those things that I named. You're talking about losing your retirement that the government has absolutely zero to do with. We're talking about your private retirement fund. That's on the table as a conversation. That should never even be talked about, period. But that's on yep. the table. You're talking about your health care, your individual right to provide health care for yourself and your family without the will of the government imposing anything at all. And that's on the table. End all, be all. That's over and done with. It's Damn, gone already. Brother. It's right. It's, and so now we now we're talking about gun laws and gun rights. And you got gun advocates going, ah, we just want you to do something a little bit more. And you got the government saying, nah, the more we're going to do is take them away from legal abiding citizens. So that's yep. going to leave us with face with what? Just lay down and let them do what they want. Do thy will. Isn't, isn't that what Alistair Cromley said? Do all thy will. So, yeah. I, you know, it sounds like the devil to me. I don't know. Sounds like Satan. Satan isn't to me, but nobody agrees with that. Sounds like stalling to me. Sounds like whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa! Wait a second, I'll go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, though. That's what it sounds like. That's what it is. It, it sounds like stalling, like you said before. It sounds like stalling again to me. It sounds like communism again to me. And people don't like to hear that when you start talking about our government, but they're doing the exact same. Things no different. People just aren't reading and paying attention like they didn't read and pay attention in Germany. Yes, on that topic right there, um, I just want to give a couple things. If anyone listening uh, wants to look things up, what is it? The 1958 current goals of the Communist Party. Um, it's in congressional record, and there's 45 of them. 
things that they wanted to do, like uh, take over one of the parties of government, if not both, uh, yeah. put gays in the military, women on the front line. There's 45. I would arguably say 41 of them are already achieved. Cleon Skousen, in his book, uh, what is it? It's uh, The Naked Communist. He references the, uh, the, the, the current goals of the, the Communist Party. It will chill you to the bone. But, I mean, we can go broader picture, good versus evil, which is Christianity versus Islam, which is communism versus the United States, which is kind of a lot of stuff which is going on right now. We're within, if you look into the Bible, we are at the fourth seal, the pale horse, are we not? Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't know where we are uh, in the Bible. I'm thinking we we even further than that, brother. I, I I personally don't know, but I I can tell you that a lot of the a lot of the prophecies in the Bible are are right before our eyes. The prophecies are true, and and we're faced with those things. And here we are in the brink of this great nation coming to an end. It feels like to me, and and people think that's crazy. And and I always say this, like this this is America. They're gonna always paint the pictures if they're doing the right thing. For Don't America. blame us first. Right, that's right. It's it's, it's always going to be like that. But all, all I know is, and and I'll sum it, I'll sum it up here. All I know is that we we have a lot of gun violence in this country, right, with no solutions on the table, other than an agenda that looks the exact same as articles of the Communist Manifesto to me. Yes. Look it up, Google it, read it for yourself, and you find out what it is. I'm just saying this is what it looks like to me. And if there's any different. The lines are open, 619-638-8559. Prove me wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Make me a believer. I hope I'm wrong. I'm an optimist. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we're wrong, Ben. I hope we're wrong. Yeah. Eight planks of the Communist Manifesto have already been achieved. Eight of ten. It's written, man. Yeah. Pudgy, I like you, man. But the thing is, I would never screw with you because you got a name like Pudgy, so you got to be a badass somehow. Nah, nah, I was just used to be fat and chubby growing up. <laughs> That's all it is. Just used to be fat and chubby, but I got a big heart, though, so I'll go hard. Don't matter. <laughs> ben, shout-outs, man. You gotta let the people know where you are next. If you got anything coming up, you know, we're definitely a big supporter of you on this side. Well, um, right now I might be on the, uh, the Wilkow show again next week to uh, talk about the philosophy of Bastiat. <laughs> and like talk about like Uh-oh. honored. <laughs> that's that's awesome. That's gonna be uh, but I've got a bunch of things coming up. I've got um Operation Three Hundred that okay. is in April. There's we're doing some stuff for the, the families of the fallen, teaching kids of fallen soldiers. Um everything about America, the Constitution, everything like that. It's uh, Operation Three Hundred. It's Aaron Vaughn's parents did it. They were in the uh he was in the Hilo that went down after we got bin Laden. Oh my and God. um if if you want them on your radio show I can get them because there's there's a whole lot of funny play going on with, with a lot of things that have been going on there. Um we got CPAC. Um I'm with uh nine twelve PAC. It's um, the 912 Political Action Committee. It's where, you know, you've got uh, 912 
project, which was a 501c3, this is a political action committee to where we can start punching people in the face and saying things and supporting <laughs> causes and, you know, holding people accountable. So there's oh, there's a whole man. bunch of stuff going on. Check out uh, 912 pack. That's that's important. Right. And we've got a we're we're concerned with everything that's going on and I'm trying to bring the whole movement together to where it's, it's not just grassroots where it's got a C2 element. <laughs> I'm going to look you up when I get the CPAC just to keep you out of trouble, man. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm on all the lists, man. This it's coming for me. So if I if I disappear, come looking. <laughs> man, stop talking like that, man. I, you know I was going to ask you something too, man, about I you know all that first business, but we got your back out here, man, and we we definitely we're definitely going to be looking out and and trying to take care of you too, man, because you are on the list, brother, and and those like you, and I'm sure I'm on someone's list out here, but you know that's not going to stop me, and I definitely appreciate, you know, all jokes aside, I, I really appreciate what you do and the things you say, man, and, and and how you're fighting. People don't even realize that you're still fighting a war right here in America for America. It's a cold. And, and it's a cold civil war. It's a cold civil war we're in. Cold is in. It's not hot. We're not shooting each other yet. Civil is in. It's the the ideology of a nation. But uh, I think my a big my biggest shout out would be just to anyone listening, especially military guys, but anybody. Second Amendment, Constitution. Build your network. Know who's in your neighborhood. Know what they believe, and start understanding that if even if the economy falls or EMP or asteroids or the end of the world, know who your friends are because. If things go sideways, you're going to have to start working with your neighbors, your family. You're going to have to – I mean, we could do a whole other show on basically how it was in Iraq because they were in little neighborhoods defending themselves. And then after a while, they joined with other neighborhoods and started developing their own little system because everything fell for those people. It was interesting wow. watching them. But, uh, you know – Prepare for just a just a bad economy to where you have no job and you need food. So know who your friends are and know who aren't. Okay. You got a little John. <laughs> okay on there, man. <laughs> definitely appreciate you, man. And that, and that that's a good word right there. Prepare. If we don't know anything else, we definitely need to know how to prepare, folks. And I mean, Google. You can find anything on Google, man. Or, or hit us up kirpradio at gmail dot com. We'll send you guys some survival. Uh, techniques or we'll call Ben and bring him back for a survival show or whatever we got to do man to help the folks out there you guys let us know how we can be of service and we definitely will try Ben another shout out to you man 20,000 gun salute so, um, <laughs> I love guns man I don't care what whenever I, I think I love guns whenever I was shooting my 60 I was yeah. singing opera <laughs> yes what it's, I, it's, for some reason it made me sing opera I would I, I would know. ask you to, to what what you were singing, but I'm I'm not gonna ask you to do that on this show. I'm gonna catch you Carmen live somewhere. Like on this, on this Carmen Tor- Toriador. <laughs> when we bring you to North Carolina, I'm gonna get you to sing that opera. You know, maybe we can go out shooting the day before you speak or something like that. Let's make it a weekend. Let's make it a fun filled gun shooting weekend with former Navy SEAL Ben Smith. What do you think about that? Ben Smith, excuse me. Bullets and bacon. Let's do it. Thanks for coming All on, right, brother. Man. Talk to you soon. You have a good one, buddy. I'll be All right, back you whenever you need me. All right, be blessed, brother. Bye. So that's former Navy SEAL Ben Smith on live on the KRP radio show, man, always holding it down. It's nice to have people who
who have actually fought for this nation come through, man, and show us a little bit of love on there. Got to get another caller out of the 704, and then I'll go to a commercial, and then we'll come back and end the show. Going to a caller out of the 704, last three digits, 987. There's a few of you guys. 987, you on the air with Pudgy. Who's this? This is Dr. Audie Christ. Hello, Dr. Chris. How are you? I am doing fine. How about you? Man, it's nice to have an expert on the, on the situation right now. I'm glad you called in here. And uh, I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you. I should have. But you are definitely the expert on uh, what we're talking about tonight, Second Amendment, gun rights. Um, you know, what say you with all this that's going well, on? Well, uh, the things that Ben was talking about and the uh, things that you've been talking about, uh, that is kind of what I've been talking about for 50 years. Wow. And people have... Uh, kept their head in the sand, and they have said, not here in America, that can't happen here. And to solve the problem, really you cannot solve this problem with just one idea because it has so many different starts and so many different uh, problem areas. It is the schools. It is the gangs. It is, you know, really not having any directions in schools. They can wear burqas, but a kid wearing a a T-shirt with Marines on it it stands a chance of being suspended or threatened with being suspended. A kid uh, on the bus, um, on a school bus, wrestled down another kid who had a gun. Yeah. That kid that kid isn't in trouble with a gun, but the one that wrestled him down is in trouble. You know, kids having to say the Pledge of Allegiance in, in uh, uh, Arabic or saying the Mexican Pledge of Allegiance or making a flag uh, for a new communist country. You know, all of that is going on in schools, so this, the problem has to be more than just gun control. Because when we, number one, when the Ten Commandments were taken out of, of schools, mm-hmm. there, uh, it was like a license to, I'm not, you don't, you're not accountable to anybody. Abortions, life has become so cheap that, and abortions tells them that life isn't worth anything. And there are a lot of kids that are out there, that is what they live with, so they don't care who they kill. And in in Chicago, uh, if you move into a certain area, you're automatically a member of a gang. Yeah. And, that's, yeah. and if you don't join, if you don't do what they say, then your own life is at risk. You know, so we have to start really with the kids, and that's hard because you have programs like C-Scope and Common Core in schools, and those are communist indoctrination programs. And it, they... Pardon? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and but that is being embraced, and in, in Texas has been in the news here lately a lot. Of, the C scope has been very, very secretive. The teachers couldn't tell what they were teaching. They're under threat of a prosecution and jail time. They had to teach what uh, was part of the C scope program. Uh, notes were sent home uh, uh, to students from teachers that the teachers were uh, that the students were going to be reading books that they could not tell parents about and the parents and couldn't help with um homework either and none of this was supposed to come out the the thing with the flag with the, for a new communist country also happened in Texas and somehow it got out 
So then the, the, there was such an outroar that the Texas legislature got involved, and everything now has been turned around. Everything has to be open. Not, the meetings have to be open. The uh, um, they, the teachers have they passed the law where the teachers cannot be prosecuted. These organizations, or this this C scope and Common Core, also were 5013C organizations, and that has been taken away from them. And we just need more legislators that realize what is going on because they that is uh, where they're putting these organizations are putting their uh, effort because 80% of American school children go to public schools. Mm-hmm. So what they're, they're not fooling with people your age and my age. They're taking the little ones and they're playing with their mind, and they are growing and educating their own voter base. Wow. So they will vote the way they want them to. Yes, ma'am. So we need, you know, the, the church has become so impotent. They don't speak up about anything. And they, we just need to start fighting because they're after our kids. You know, why do animals protect their children more and better than us humans? We are setting our kids up to live in communist countries. And people just don't want to believe it. And all the things that been talked about and that you talked about, they're all true about about guns and, and, and the... the um, um, program he was talking about in 1953 and in 1963 the um, um, Congress even debated and investigated uh, the the naked communists and everything is spelled out and Americans don't want to believe it. It, Their intentions were spelled out. So there needs to be not just one answer in gun control, there needs to be re-education. Parents need to take their schools back. They, they they need to protect their children, and I know that people are busy working and, and uh, having a hard times and making ends meet, but all of that is not going to matter if their children end up like they uh, have under other communist countries. You know, they, they, it just won't work. But the, the American people have to stand up, and they do, the, the communists don't care what color you are. You are just a subject that they can walk on. Hmm. They just want you as, as a person, uh, you know, that they can manipulate. Mm-hmm. And somebody had been to the Ukraine here lately, and when they came back, they were just an absolute shock. Ukraine was the most uh, communist of all of the satellites that they had. And... Um, so th- there was such a stark contrast. The people over 50 who had been subject to communist indoctrination and taking everything away from you, there was no hope. They were sad. They were downtrodden. They're, I mean, just really bad-looking uh, people. They wouldn't look you in the eye. They would look down. Everything, the whole spirit had been taken away from them because they, they grew up under that, what communism did. Then the younger kids, you know, they were uh, and had been indoctrinated by the Soviets, mm-hmm. and to them everything was fine because they didn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. They would laugh and they would joke and they would, you know, dance and so on. He said, but the, the spirit in the Ukraine where he was was so heavy, it mm-hmm. took him a whole week after he got back to recuperate from that. And that is, uh, you know, um, Americans don't have a paradigm. 
they have never experienced that. And even uh, um, um, the African-American don't don't have an idea of what that is. And I was speaking in the school, and I had mentioned oppression several times of what Hitler did in 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 his minions did in uh, uh, in Germany. And so, as the school bell rang, a little boy, you know, raised up his hand, and he. Uh, so I asked the teacher if I could answer the question, and she she said sure. And so he said, you know, you've used the word oppression several times. He said, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to explain it. The the thing when it was, you know, was uh, surprising because it was a little black boy. And that wow. is, you know, that is a, uh, yes, in a way it's good. It has shown the progress that he didn't mm-hmm. know what it was. But at right. the same time, if you don't know what you're facing, you're not going to be prepared for it. That's right. That's exactly right. And you're going to be swallowed up. You know, and I was just, I just won't forget that, you know, because all of that is being wiped away by this new indoctrination that they have in schools. And parents need to speak up or they need to start charter schools. They need to pull their kids out of out of school. The Department of Education in, in Washington needs to be shut down. They, they do not in, need to interfere with the state's. They need to go back the way it was before. Leave it up to the states. To they know what's good for their citizens. You know, most of the uh, the states um, uh, don't agree with. You know, they do it because they, I mean they don't agree with C scope and Common Core. A lot of them sure. don't know because of the wording. They don't know exactly what it is, and so they just enforce it because government holds the purse strings. And so, you know, people just need to educate themselves, see how textbooks are being changed. Um, uh, Saudi Arabia is paying for 70% of our school books. They have made 500 historical changes in the textbooks. Wow. If if people don't know that, if parents don't know that, they just have become so trusting to the government that -hmm. they don't question it. They think it is in school like when they were in school, and it is not. You don't know if you have a Muslim teacher. You don't know if you have a Muslim sympathizer, or you don't know if you have one of the good teachers that are so frustrated by all of this stuff. And there are a lot of teachers, good teachers out there, who are caught in this thing where the government is demanding that they teach this. And all that those teachers want to do is they just want to go back to good old basic teaching where the, where the kids uh, you know, are taught subjects and not just graded on how are they getting along and how are they doing this and how are they doing that. You know, in North Carolina they have um, introduced a bill or is about to be introduced that uh, – Cursive writing is going to be back in North Carolina schools. That should have never been taken out. You know, you, so the, the, uh, in case you didn't know it, uh, America was discovered by Muslims. Wow. So, so let, are, let, me, it, let, me, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Dr. Kreis. I, I just want to ask you this. Do you think that um, a re-education of adults, I mean, do, do you think there's an education factor that needs to take place uh, in order to maybe help with gun control or maybe help with some of the, the problems that we have out here, um, you know, among among adults? Well, 
if you if you you know if there are some people that are interested, you probably you know can get them through their children. But mm-hmm. a lot of them are so busy just trying to pay bills that they cannot you know um, carve the time out, or they are so uh, um, addicted to expensive toys that they're not willing to give them up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you yeah, mean. You know, and and so as long as they're they would rather sit and watch a football game then be interested in this, it's going to be hard to do. You know, it's not like it used to be with the Hatfield and McCoys. You just protect your stuff and that's it, you right. know, and, and it doesn't go any further. The, uh, outside of our country, there are vultures waiting just for this gun law to go through so they can just come in here and take it over. The, M- the gangs from from Salvador... Uh, MS-13 and so on, they are just waiting. Even right now, they're bringing illegal aliens by the busloads to the um, uh, uh, to the borders and across the borders. And they have found little slips of papers in those areas and put phone numbers on it. Those are their contact persons here in the United States. So then when they get to that area, that person will get them acclimated to America and tell them where they can get all the free stuff. Mm. You know, we need to close the borders. You know, they we, we need to have limits again as to who can come into this country. We need to be more protective of this country. When I came over, there were uh, um, there was a quota system. Only so many, many people from each country could come over. If you had uh, other interests besides American interest and, and uh, contributing to America, you weren't allowed in. And, you know, we open up the borders and everything has crept in. And you can't have that because they don't have the same um, ideas uh, um, of protecting America. You know, there are a lot of people that even have dual citizenship. And when I became a citizen, I had to denounce denounce my uh, uh, other citizenship. You can't have dual citizens. There are people here that have Egyptian and American citizenship. You know, we need to stick to the laws that we already have and enforce those because so many people that have ill in mind for America have come in. And once they're in, they're hard to find because America is so big. And so we just, you know, the uh, I have had, my experience has been that adults don't want to listen. They They keep their heads in the sand and that's it. They, and you know, and I tell them uh, that they used to call me, uh, you know, chicken little. They called me fear monger. They called me communist over the years and all that kind wow. of stuff because they didn't they didn't want to believe it. And I said, well, you know, look at now while you were you know watching people chase an over you know uh, pig's bladder or you know the round brown ball or yellow ball or white ball or you went to the beach, they stole your country out from under you. Mm. You know, and so, uh, you know, we had a big turnover here in, in um, uh, Concord, you know, for the for the Republican Party. Uh-huh. And, so, you know, we have a, a big, uh, a different leadership. I'm part of the executive board now, and we are planning to get some things done. There has, you know, there, uh, Canapolis, where I live, we have never had anybody really work in the precincts. And if the Democrats, you know, can be so good at it, why can't we? You know, and and you can't hide in front of the television. So 
you know, in my district, there are 210 people, and at the precinct meetings, I was the only one to show up. Wow. Are you serious? Yes. And last year, the same thing. That's amazing. You know, so we are falling down on things that we can do. And, you know, we just need to, the ones that are concerned that, uh, you know, they just need to go out and get out of their way and do something. I'm sure that if, you know, should America fall, then they'll say we should have, and then it's too late. Well, that that's exactly what will happen. The, the blame will go on, you know, those who have been active, and it will be that, you know, the people that have been active have let everyone else down. Hey, Dr. Christ, I want, I want to let you know that uh, John Nix uh, just wrote into us and told me to let you know that Everything you said was right on the spot, and he wanted to wanted me to make sure that I let you know that that he was listening to you and that he appreciated what you were saying. And uh, also, we got about thirty seconds on the show, so I, I appreciate you calling in. I want to try to get you back on the show because you got a lot to offer. And, and you came on last year; it was a little bit too mumble jumble, and things were going on. You know, it was kind of difficult for me to be direct with you and so you could get your message out. So, you know, we'll get together and we'll set up some time for that. Definitely thank you for calling in, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Also got to give a B.I.G. shout-out to everybody that's listening to the show, man, all the supporters, all the tweets, the Facebook posts, everybody out there. B.I.G. shout-out to you guys. Really appreciate you holding this down and showing some love to the KIRP radio show, the number one black conservative talk radio show, Southeastern United States. And like I say, I define it as black, and I don't care who don't like it. I'm a conservative to the day that I leave here, baby. I believe in Jesus, I don't care if you don't, hope that you do. We can sit down, we can talk about it, we can debate it. As I always say, folks, I challenge you guys to open your mouth and say hello to somebody. Don't be surprised on what you may get from them. Don't be surprised on how you might build with them, and don't be surprised how God might bless you. Until the next time, you are B.I.G. in my book. I'll catch you guys same time, same place next week, and we will do it again. Next week's topic, we'll be talking about sequestration and we're going to talk about the Keystone Pipeline. Hope to have Van Jones on the show. Van Jones, I know you're listening. We want you to come on the show next week, man, and I promise to be civil. I, I promise. We're going, to, we're going to be civil. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Appreciate you guys at B.I.G. in my book, and we'll hear from you guys next week, and let's do it again. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.